Happy New Year, everybody, and Happy welcome New back. Year. Welcome Ooh. back to the Plant Based Performers Podcast. If this is your first time, let me introduce myself. My name is Amelia Rose Drysdale, and I am a singer. I am Lee Pitcher, also known as Pitch, and I am an actor. How are you? Tired. Yeah, why is that? Didn't sleep at all last night. You have issues sleeping sometimes, don't I you? I do, yeah. I find that when I try and settle down for the night, I get really itchy. Mm. It just comes out of nowhere. And it's not like it's one particular thing. I, I asked a question on Twitter recently about this and lots of people gave me different pieces of advice and information and things like that. And someone said, oh, it could be being male and the hairs of your body like contorting Ew. with the uh, the different fabrics. I can't even express how much I don't enjoy that that sentence was just said. <laughs> but it's not just that. It's because it can get onto the bottom of my foot as well where there yeah, are no yeah. hairs. So no, that I isn't know. it. Like people have said, is it your detergent? And I'm thinking, well, if it's the detergent, then I'd be itchy all day not just you would think so night Do although we... i have we have swapped that so we'll see how we'll, we'll get see on. yeah like i'm willing to, to try anything somebody has said is it bed bugs and i was like well no. i don't think so because i've had it for years and i've had several different beds since then even being away on tour and things like that and it's yeah. still carried on so I think this is my diagnosis, mm-hmm. Dr. Amelia's diagnosis, Dr. is it is all in your head and it's because you are very stressed um, and it's your stress coming it's out in an stress. itch. That's and, what I think. And not only that, the next door neighbour <laughs> oh. whose washing machine is right next to our bed, so it, it seems like, started yeah. doing his washing at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it used to happen a lot when we first moved in and then it went away for a while and then gradually it started to come back. It was literally quarter past three in the morning and all you can hear is like the bang, bang, bang of a washing machine. Uh, How are you? I'm all right, thank you. Back to work today after a few days off. Yeah, you had a nice three days off, didn't you? I laid in bed and I watched Friends for three straight days. Nice. And that's that's heaven to me. <laughs> that's all I could ask for. Anyone who doesn't understand the TV show Friends, I'm not sure we can be friends, unfortunately, <laughs> because I just think it's the best thing that's ever been invented. <laughs> how, I mean, how many times have I watched it? So many. Like from start to finish. I'm on season four now of my current run through. But how ma- since getting Netflix... How many times have I watched it? And my dad can vouch as well because my dad used to get so mad because when it was on like Comedy Central and stuff, <laughs> he would come in and he'd want to watch the TV and he'd be like, why is this on again? I'm like, because I love it, dad. And he's like, but you've seen it a thousand times. So any listeners out there who loves Friends as much as Emma, if you want to do a Friends watch along podcast with her I'm sure oh she'd my be god up for that. that would be my favorite thing I mean I do listen to a friends watch along podcast which is like my favorite podcast to listen to but apart from this one obviously obviously and the morning brew obviously <laughs> um 
But have you got any TV shows that you watch again and again and again and don't get sick of? I used to. Scrubs used to be one of those. We've just done a Scrubs watch. We've just done a Scrubs watch through. And watching it now, at the age that I'm at, I was like, and maybe because of the time that it is now as well, like some of the jokes just don't hold up. Oh my God, Friends is the same. It's aged very badly in places. (laughs) You're like, wow, that's so racist. Wow, that's so sexist. Wow, you can't say that anymore. But I also listened to the Fake Doctors Real Friends podcast, Mm. which is why we did that watch along. And there are some bits which are just phenomenal. I think the Scrubs season finale of season eight is just untouchable. I've not seen uh, a season finale that's beat it, to be fair. Perfect. And we just pretend that season nine did not happen. Season nine did not happen, regardless of who you are. Um, But apart from that... Again, I used to with Big Bang Theory. Oh, yeah. How many times have we seen each episode, really, of Big Bang? Just from watching it on E4. How I Met Your Mother. Just things like that. And now what I'm finding, maybe it's my old age, (laughs) that I like to watch something and move on. Mm. So I think these watch-throughs that I've done, I'm not saying I won't watch them again at some point down the line, but I think I'm I'm ready to move on now. I think I'll always watch Friends, personally. Yeah. I think that's always something I'm going to do. I'll watch the 10 seasons, I'll take my time, and then I'll have a break and watch other things. (laughs) And maybe I'll re-watch the US Office because I'm almost as obsessed with that That when we were watching it uh, as I was with Friends. Maybe that will be my new Friends. Probably not. Maybe that should be our next podcast because we have done a lot of watch-alongs recently, haven't we? Yeah. We just finished Arrested Development. Oh, let's not not go into it. No. No. But anyway, (laughs) apart from that, how was Christmas? Yeah, it was good. It was quiet because obviously we we were supposed to go to my parents on Boxing Day for a couple of, well, a night really. Um, And we were going to see my Nana because at that time when we made those plans, uh, we were allowed to do that. But then everything changed and we were only allowed to travel on Christmas Day. My parents were going up to my sister's on Christmas Day, so there was no point in us going anywhere unless we wanted to go up to my sister's. But that's a four hour drive from where we are. So to do that in one day is a lot because you can't yeah. stay over. You're not it's allowed. Eight-hour drive. Uh, yeah, so it just didn't feel worth it. So we stayed at home and we went for a little walk. And a friend of mine had her baby on Christmas Day. Yay. Um And she, yeah, it was it was nice. It was very quiet. Yeah. But we had a lot of nice vegan food, didn't we? We had a lot of nice vegan food. And, you know, this is kind of the issue that I'm struggling with now is we've worked out practically every day i think we've taken like one day off two days off a week max mm-hmm. but practically every day since lockdown began last year mm-hmm. in, in march, march yeah and i got to a point where i was looking at myself and i was thinking yeah not not too bad not Me where too. i want to be yeah but i was feeling all right i was feeling not too bad and then we've taken this week off because that's literally all it was and it's not that i didn't do anything i stretched through that week but i enjoyed myself with the food and with the drink and now i just feel horrendous we both feel like we've ballooned which is just insane for the amount of time that we had off um so if anyone's like really into like fitness and and diet and everything please hit us up because please. we do not know where we're going wrong so I know I've said this to you before and you've you've asked me not to mention like the start date, but I've been doing this since 2014. 
He says, as he mentions the start of the start day. But I would think by now, after working as hard as I have done since 2014, doing the various different workout regimes and things like that, doing T25, Insanity, Max 30, through to going to the gym, running 10Ks, running half marathons at one point, I would have at least a semi-decent body that I wanted. Do you know what I mean? And mm. I, I still don't. And I, I, I honestly don't know where I'm going wrong. No, I, I feel the same. I We're mean, I'm following not, a food plan. I've not been doing it as long, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a little stuck. I have asked a few people for advice today, so hopefully, hopefully we shall shed some light. But yeah, if anyone, if you're a that's PT, if you're a nutritionist, whatever, just yeah, please get in touch because we're getting married soon. Soon? Um, well, are we? I mean, I would think it's about two years away. It's still soon, is it? <laughs> to say that. We've been working out for a year and I'm not where I want to be now. Okay, Two years enough. seems like soon. I understand. So we're getting married soon and I want a six pack for the wedding. So, yeah. You do know that just by the way, you will be wearing clothes at the wedding. Yeah, but I'll feel good. <laughs> Fair enough. Just checking. <laughs> so anything, um, anything big going on in your life over Christmas and New Year? Well, yeah, we've um, had a new addition to the family. Yeah. It was a bit traumatic though, wasn't it? It was. Jeez, I forgot about this. So as you'll know, if you've listened to the podcast before, we were getting a hamster and we asked you guys for name suggestions and we picked a hamster. We like put a deposit down for him um, and then... On Christmas Day, well, I didn't get a message until Boxing Day, actually. Boxing Day, I get a message to say he'd gone missing. Can't believe it. He, I, and I just, I had this weird thing, I had this weird, like, premonition that something bad was going to happen. But it's the fact that you said on Boxing Day, not long till we pick up our hamster now. Yeah, I said, oh, it's a week till we get our hamster. And then I look at my phone and I've got a text from the lady who had the baby hamsters. And basically what's happened is this lady has children. And at some point on Christmas Day, the children have gone to where the hamsters were, opened up their cage and started playing with them. Now, I understand they're children and they see these cute little furry things and they think, oh, I want to play with it. But, you know they're living things and also we had paid for one of them so technically it was ours our property yeah um so they shouldn't have really been playing with it they should have been checking he was okay but not playing with certainly anyway he'd gone missing along with two of his brothers or sisters which is just the worst i was absolutely gutted not just because we weren't going to get the one that we wanted but the fact that three living things have yeah. gone missing, small things tiny, in the winter. Tiny little four-week-old babies, that's all they were at that they time. They could have frozen to death. Absolutely could have. And um, I kind of thought there's just no way he's coming back. They'd managed to find one of them, but it wasn't our one. So what we did was we said, okay, fine. Um, if he doesn't come back, we'll take this other one and I felt so guilty I cried a little bit because I was like I don't love him as much <laughs> but you would have done if yeah. we'd have got him home you would have loved him just as much yeah um so I'd kind of resigned myself to the fact that this original hamster probably wasn't coming back and then I, it, I kept saying to you like 
it's Christmas time. It's, it's a time for Christmas miracles. Keep the faith. And this is me who doesn't like Christmas. <laughs> um, and what happened was at 2am on Monday the 28th, I get a message. Uh, came through on my on my like Apple Watch, so I kind of saw it like half asleep. And there was a few messages all at once, and and I kind of thought I'd maybe misread it. But basically, the gist of the story was they found him at two a.m. Round of applause right here. <laughs> the poor little thing had come toddling out of her wardrobe, um, and apparently he had a bit of tape stuck to his foot and that was the only reason that they heard him because he had this tape stuck to his foot so we like to think they did it on purpose to be found so that he could come home with us Uh, so we weren't actually supposed to pick him up for another six five six days but we 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 chatted a bit and we're like "Mm, let's ask if we can get him now yeah because we were we were all off it was a bank holiday so i just i said if 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 no, then that's fine. And she was like, yeah, that's fine. Come and get him. So that day we went and, and went and picked him up, didn't we? Yeah. And as we went and got him, when she answered the door, there were these two big dogs. Huge. So if the dogs had have found the little hamster... There's, they're There's not no going to think twice about that. putting that in their mouth. And that's not the dog's fault. Because no. they're going to see that and think, mm, oh, I'm going to put that in my mouth. But then whilst chatting to her as well, it turns out she has 15 rabbits. Yeah. So I had the dilemma at this point when I got home and I was thinking about it and I spoke about it to you. It's like, do we report this woman for neglect? Because if it had been a child that had gone missing, social services would have been all over her. Yeah. So is it only fair to the animals that we phone RSPCA and say like, she's not fit to look after all these animals? It's a lot. Yeah. Two dogs. rabbits. 15 rabbits. And how many hamsters? Well, I don't know how many hamsters. I think they were bred on purpose to be sold. I don't think it was a, oh, whoops, I got a male and a female and they've got pregnant because you can't keep hamsters together unless you're trying to breed them. And where we went to was a council house. It wasn't like she had a massive garden or anything like mm. that or a massive house for these animals to roam free. It, it didn't was... seem that way anyway from the outside. We didn't go in, obviously. but So I'd be interested to hear what you guys think. Like, should we have reported her? Should we not? It's difficult because I feel like I've I've fed into that situation by buying this hamster. Yeah. But he is the cutest thing I've ever seen in my whole freaking life. Guys, if you ever get the option to take on animals, adopt, don't shop, I think is what is what we're trying to say here. Yeah, of course. And I'm reading things in the, the news now, which is upsetting that a lot of people have bought lockdown puppies and lockdown kittens. And then when they came out of lockdown prematurely, but these dogs and cats now have no homes. So I saw a statistic on this actually. So it was Dogs Trust had said that 1,800 people had been in contact to say that they didn't want their puppy. How sad. I actually also saw on Facebook someone I know just today saying, does anyone want a little rabbit? I've got a rabbit, I don't want it. That's just... It comes with a hutch. Like Guys, these are living, breathing animals like, they depend on you for life. You are their whole world. We said this in the last podcast. You are their entirety. I mean, when Little Hamster now even makes a noise that I'm not aware of, I rushed that cage to make sure it's all right. Yeah. So please don't buy pets if you're not willing to 
devote your life. It's like having a baby. It's just like having a baby. You don't have babies just to give them away. Well, some people do, but the majority of people don't. So don't do it with a pet. And something else that I saw on Facebook today, which was quite sad. I don't know if you've seen it yet. Our One of our favourite little cafes, the Cat mm. Cafe in Manchester, has gone out of business. So yeah. all those little cats are now looking for new homes as yeah. well. Yes, they are. So if anyone who's listening to this and is maybe close to Manchester um, and is looking for a cat, they have 10 cats that are now looking for their forever homes. So, uh, yeah, if you go onto Facebook, it's Cat Cafe Manchester. Just look it up and, and I'm sure they've got a link to how you can um, adopt. adopt. Um, but on a more positive note, I think it's about time we reveal the winner of the competition. So, Emma... You're doing the editing, throwing a drum roll right here. So the name of our beautiful little hamster is Oreo Bilbo Pitcher. Ta-da! Round of applause. <laughs> so who won the competition, Emma? So the winner of the competition for his first name, because obviously he has three names, um, the, the winner of his first name is none other than Jennifer Dyer from Glasgow. Well done, Jennifer Dyer. You win absolutely nothing. Absolutely bugger all. Um, but unfortunately, <laughs> I can't shout Jennifer out without... So by the way, Jennifer is one of my best friends. Um, I can't shout her out without shouting out my other best friend, Emma McDougall, who is a very loyal listener and was very upset that she hadn't had a shout out yet. So Emma McDougall... You also win, not because you gave the best name. No, no, there's no prizes for coming in second. But because we love you, okay? There's no participation (laughs) prizes here. Shut up. You're not included in this. (laughs) In fact, I named him Bilbo. You did name him Bilbo. Because of his little adventure. Yeah, plus we've just watched The Hobbit and we loved it as well. (laughs) So, um, yeah, Bilbo, because he went on a little adventure before he got to us. Um, So, yeah, his name is Oreo Bilbo Pitcher. I tell you what, Emma and Jennifer, for winning the competition, we will send you pictures and updates of Oreo as he matures throughout his life. Yeah, and also you can still be a part of my life. That's, That's your prize. You will be Oreo's godmothers. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, Oreo's... Oreo's godmothers. There you go. Although we have realised that we say his name very differently. Obviously, we have different accents, but (laughs) I don't know. Like Scottish people hit me up. Is this how you would also say it? I say Oreo, whereas Lee says Oreo. Oreo. Like Oreo. It's like Oreo. No, but it's O-R. All. I feel like I feel like the O is like separate though. I feel like I know it's not separate, but I feel like the O is separate, like Oreo. (laughs) Oreo. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's Oreo. So please let us know how you would say Oreo. Um, (laughs) So yeah, that's uh, that's the hamster situation. So if you do hear any noises, he is literally right behind me (laughs) in the most humongous cage you've ever seen in your life. Oh my god, we had to turn the house upside down just to fit in this tiny little creature. Honestly, (laughs) we were about at breaking point trying to find a place for him. Had to drive all the way to Leeds to Ikea to get a table that will fit his cage on. It was just... But he is so worth it because he's so cute. He is. He was a bit uh, trepidatious at first. He was a bit scared. Yeah. But I think, again, that's down to his mini adventure. I think so. And I think kids generally 
wouldn't be particularly gentle, I wouldn't have thought. So I think he was a little bit scared of humans to start off with, but I think he's getting better. He definitely getting better. Although we bought him, I say we bought him, you bought him a seesaw and he wouldn't get out of it. Yeah. (laughs) It was like a tube, obviously, like a tube seesaw, because you know how hamsters love tubes. And I thought, oh, he'll love that. He'll run through that all day. No. He was living in the middle of it. He wouldn't get out. <laughs> like he dragged all of his bedding from his beautiful little coconut house that I bought him, <laughs> dragged it into the seesaw. So like all you can see is just him like curled up in a ball in the middle with bedding around him, food everywhere. Hold, like Holds the food. We did have to buy a silent spinner though. If anyone's got a hamster and you've got a, like a wheel that's really noisy, if you Google silent spinner... Oh my god, I'm not joking. It's they really are silent. Actually, like really quiet. He's actually on the spinner now. No, he's not. <laughs> Why are you lying to the people? Um, so yeah, we're not sponsored. We would love to be sponsored. Uh, but yeah, give that a look up if you've got a hamster with a, a noisy wheel. So on to the next segment of the podcast, and we call this segment Amelia Rose Reviews. Amelia. We had the pantomime that mm. we were looking forward to. Yeah. We had six that we were looking so forward looking to. So looking forward. Give me your reviews. Um, they were cancelled. <laughs> they were both cancelled, unfortunately. They were both moved originally. Yeah. But then obviously with the, the lockdown that's come in, they were both cancelled completely. And it's very sad, but... It's just one of them things. I guess we're just going to have to roll with it at the moment. Yeah. And this time round, like, it's not just... It never has just been the uh, entertainment industry that's been on lockdown that's been affected by this. A lot of industries have. Uh, but I think this time round, it's even more so spread across different industries. So yeah. there's not... Yeah, like non-essential shops are closed yeah. again and hairdressers are closed again, gyms, etc. So, so as much as we are upset and, you know, we're dying to get out there, you're dying to get out there and sing, I'm dying to get out there and act again. It's just one of those things where we're just biding our time with it. Hopefully the vaccine will get rolled out as quickly as possible and then we can all resume to some life of normality, whatever that is after this. Yeah. But until now, guys, I'm seeing it on Facebook, I'm seeing it on Twitter, I'm seeing it everywhere. If you're out, wear a mask, don't go out if you don't need to go out. We're not, I say where, the government aren't trying to chip you, the government aren't trying to control your life, they're not trying to be nasty for the sake of it. Just do what you're told. Yeah, it's it's all about saving lives at the end of the day. If there's a 1% chance that doing what the government asks you to do saves somebody's life, then surely it's worth doing it. Just a 1% chance, right? Because it's the right thing to do. And doing the right thing is always the right thing. Agreed. And we're all in this together. People say that we're not. People say that this person, that person. No, if everyone just buckled down and did it, it'd be fine. We had this conversation uh, recently. The government are asking you to go to war. They're not asking you to ration food. No. They're not asking you to turn your lights out by eight o'clock so German bombers can't see you. Exactly. Like, you're being asked to stay at home and watch TV. And watch TV, which is what you'd want to do anyway. Right. That's what everybody wants to do. They don't want to go to work. They want to stay at home and watch TV. How many times do people go, I don't want to go to work, I wish I could just stay in and watch TV. (laughs) Well, now we're giving you the chance. I want to go out. They can't tell me what to do. No, just 
just do it. Yeah. And the faster we all do it, the faster we're all on the same wavelength, the faster it will be over, the faster we're out and the faster the economy can start kicking up again. And we can all go back to hugging each other, going to gigs, going to the pub, going to a meal and just having a jolly good time. And that was the end of Lee Petra's rants. <laughs> but um, on the back of the reviews, we did watch Hamilton again. We did watch Hamilton again because it is a firm fave, especially of Mr. Lee Petra's. Definitely. I've never known a person rap so often. He just, I just will like, I'll just like walk in the room and he's like, I'm not the winner, shit. I'm not the winner, shit. <laughs> so for our Instagram followers... What we will do is upload the version of my shot that I recorded during lockdown. <laughs> really? Where I played all the parts. Oh, are we going to do that? <laughs> yes, That's why not? It's just cool. a bit of fun. <laughs> but just want to prove that I can do it flawlessly and every single part as well. Boom. <laughs> Maybe I should have reviewed Hamilton, but... Um... It's wonderful. If you've I got, can review it for you if you want. If you've got Disney Plus and you've not watched it yet, what the hell are you doing? Because seriously, it's awesome. Oh my God. I've watched, I went into a, a Hamilton kind of hole, hole at one point. Like <laughs> Downward spiral. I, oh, I was researching everything about it. Like He was obsessed. Even down to the notes, how the notes tell a story and the music and everything i mean i will i will so say good. it's so clever like lynn is just insane i've i've never known a more clever composer personally no. um but yeah you you got super obsessed i can tell you everything about hamilton yeah you probably could <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame i'll never get to play him well Maybe some amateur dramatics clubs will do it sometime. <laughs> I don't think they. Uh, I don't know that you would get hired in the West End, unfortunately, because of the colour of your skin. That's true, but it's fine. I love the fact that it is a rap hip hop musical designed to get people of different different ethnicities involved in telling of a, a white man's story, mm -hmm. a predominantly white man's story. Yeah, very much so. And the fact that when Lynn wrote it, if you don't know who uh, Alexander Hamilton is, he wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote essays upon essays upon essays to put the uh, American constitution together. And it's like, it had to be rap and hip hop because they go 10 to the dozen when they're speaking. Mm hmm didn't he say as well that if it was like at the, at the same tempo, if it was sung at the same tempo as most other musical theatre songs are, it would take, what, four and a half hours or something to I get thought, through? I thought he said nine hours, but yeah. Nine so, hours? Like maybe it was. Yeah, maybe it was because it's already pretty long, to be fair. But yeah, it would take a very long time to get through it. But also just so clever. Yeah, if you've not watched it, please watch it. Yeah, and let me know what you think. Yeah, so good. <laughs> Let's get into the main part of the podcast. I mean, it's only taken us practically half an hour to get here. <laughs> but uh, you know, as we like to waffle, we like to, I like to think of you guys now as our family and we're just having a chat with, with all of you. We've said last year that we are wanting to get guests on to the Plant-Based Performance Podcast. And I've yes. reached out to a couple of people that said yes. So hopefully depending on people's availability. As of next week, we can start bringing people on so you don't just have to listen to my dulcet tones 
or Emma's Scottish accent. Wonderful tones. Uh, yeah, no, that would be great because it would be lovely to get other people's sort of perspectives on on veganism and veganism in the industry. Um, so yeah, hopefully next episode will be with a guest. Like you said, you've got a couple of people interested. I know that I've got one or two, so we shall. And if anybody does want to come on as well, please please do let us know. Um, so we do have Instagram and Twitter and it's PB Performers Pod. It turns out performers is the worst word to spell, so I apologise. <laughs> but yeah, PB Performers Pod, Instagram and Twitter. And we also do have an email address if that's easier for you, um, which is plantbasedperformers at gmail.com. And we're not going to be selfish about this as well, guys. If you've got anything that you want to promote as well, please let us know and we'll promote it live on the podcast 100 as we're, many people we're all about supporting artists exactly so our main theme nothing to do with the industry <laughs> uh veganuary yeah it's january i feel like we couldn't go through january without talking about it a little bit i mean it had to be mentioned right yes it did um veganuary as i'm sure you're all aware um is it's a charity basically that set up to help people transition into veganism. I didn't know it was a charity. I believe it's a charity. Well, I could be wrong. Should I Google? Yeah, Google. Yes, Veganuary just became a registered charity and is creating their board of trustees. So yes, it is. It is a charity, ladies and gentlemen. Veganuary is a charity. Um, and obviously they'll be giving their money and helping animals and, and the environment, etc. So... It is a charity <laughs> and it is um, basically you pledge to go vegan for a month mm -hmm. and the month of that is January. So it's a bit like dry January. Yeah, or November. Or November or mm -hmm. Stocktober. Mm -hmm. It's where you pledge to do something for a month or not do something as a month for a month, as the case may be, mm -hmm. and just see how you get on. It's They're all designed to, to help you health-wise, yeah. as well as giving to a, a just cause as well. So it's two birds, one stone. Yeah, agreed. And I think, um, I believe this year has been a, a target smashing year for them. I think this year they've had 500,000 people sign up. Wow. So people are clearly thinking about it. People are clearly thinking about becoming vegan and and the things that we're doing to promote, not not us as such, maybe us, but the things that, that other vegans are doing to promote it has maybe just got a, f a few more people thinking. I am sure we've said this before on a previous podcast, but I hear the word vegan and veganism tossed around a lot now. Mm -hmm. Even before I went vegan, whereas when I was a child, I knew what a vegetarian was. I mm -hmm. don't think vegan was really a thing. So no. it just goes to prove that the conversation has well and truly been started. Yeah, definitely. The fact that half a million people have taken the pledge to to go vegan for a month is great. Um, that's that's what we want. We want more more vegans in the world. I will be honest with you though, and say that if we have more vegans in the world, can we get some more vegan food in the world? <laughs> because we went to Tesco, right, and. A lot of our like nightly meals consist of tofu. Yeah. And there was not one single block of tofu in the whole bloody place. <laughs> and I was like, what do we do? What, what are we going to eat? <laughs> Some more vegan stock. Not 
not like gravy stock, just actual just stock. just food, yeah, like vegan food. <laughs> um, but no, I mean it is a really good thing, and also the fact that the tofu was it was one pound fifty, yeah, when it's usually two pound fifty, which probably helped fly it off the shelves. And it it is a good thing to see the vegan food not being on the shelves because it means everyone's bought it, and that's awesome. It means. For a vegan to see that, well, I can only speak for myself, but for me to see that, it's like at least that's one less dead animal. Yeah. At least, you know, things are are changing, even if it's just for the month. And we keep saying it's just the little things, but that is going to have a massive impact. If every person didn't eat one animal that month, that's how many more animals that have survived you you basically save one animal a day it's it's absolutely brilliant so i i can't recommend veganuary enough to people yeah they're really good as well if you go on their website um because you can take the pledge anytime it's not just january you can do it all year round but obviously that's when they have their big push um but they have like resources they have loads of different recipes of like different food varieties like they've got, they'll have like chinese indian italian they've got loads of different things on there um so if you haven't yet taken the plunge and you're thinking about it do go it. and check it out do it especially in january because now i know we both have conflicting views about this next kind of subject but during veganuary there's so much choice out there it's so easier for people to go vegan in veganuary than it is i'd say any other time of yeah. the year because of all the companies that are jump on the bandwagon they, a yeah, little bit jumping on the bandwagon cashing in on it they're like you know now's a good time for us to make a quick profit off this mm. so to speak so they bring out a lot more of the vegan range that is usually there throughout the year. Mm -hmm. Now, the reason I said this is both good and bad because it motivates people to go vegan for the month of January. And it it shows them that they don't have to miss out on anything. Yeah, it shows them that they don't have to miss out on anything. And, you know, it's easier to substitute then. So it's like, oh, this is what I would normally have then. They have that exact thing, but vegan here. Mm -hmm. So it just makes it so, so much easier. My issue with this is that when Veganuary stops, a lot of that range suddenly leaves the shelves. Yeah, it does. So for the people who are vegan all the way through anyway, just who are vegans, they might have found something new that they like that they can no longer get, that they have to wait a year for. Mm-hmm. And the people who went vegan for Veganuary, suddenly things become a lot more difficult again. Yeah, so and then they're more they're like, likely to give up. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't make any sense to me at all. Um, another small note on this is that when all the stuff does come out, <laughs> it makes being on a diet very hard. Oh, very hard. Oh my God, Wicked Kitchen have brought out donuts, cookies, muffins. Wait, I had a chocolate muffin. I had a chocolate muffin for the first time in a year and a half. It wasn't the best chocolate muffin I've ever had. Sorry, Wicked Kitchen, it wasn't. Your stuff is usually banging, but this one... It, it just wasn't what I wanted. It just needs tweaking. Needs tweaking. It, you needs, get in there. it needs some chocolate chips in there, sweetheart. That's all it needs. And a but, bit of a gooey centre. Oh, a gooey centre. That's exactly what it needs. But do you know what? It was great. But also, as we were talking about before, 
we're trying to lose weight and get in shape. <laughs> and that does not make it easy for me wandering around Tesco seeing bloody donuts that I'm allowed to have. <laughs> but it's not just Tesco either. It's like we go to Aldi every now and again. And they had their own vegan range as yeah, well, which is just fantastic. They've expanded massively. They've got cupcakes. They've got like dressings, cookies, cookies. Oh, so good, and we love it. But yeah, I just hope it's there for February through to December. Just, just keep it. And the thing is, because it sells, you see that it sells exactly. So why would you then take it away? I don't. I don't understand. It's like having a smoker trying to get a smoker to stop smoking, and throughout. One month, they do really well of not smoking. All right, they have the gum, they have the patch. And then come February, it's like, oh, sorry, we're out of the gum, the patch now. Here, have a cigarette. Yeah, no, I get it. Makes no sense to me at all. And I know some vegans get upset about the non-vegans taking all the vegan food. As I said earlier, I think that's a good thing. All right, yeah, it's more annoying for us, but that's a first world problem. Very much so, yeah. If it means I have to travel to another shop, to get my tofu or another pig or sheep has to die, so be it. I will travel to another shop. Yeah, I will make that sacrifice. I've made sacrifices all the way through, so going to another shop is is nothing different. Yeah, exactly. And uh, one thing that I'd like to sort of advise on is vegan cheese. So vegan cheese is the biggest thing that people are like, oh, it's disgusting. It's not disgusting, by the way. If you've not tried it, it's not disgusting. People are just pathetic. Um, but I had to weigh in on on a conversation on Facebook last night because someone had asked, is there any nice vegan cheeses? Because I can't find any. Vomit face, vomit face. Um, and everyone on their comments was like, no, no, I've been trying for years. No, they're all disgusting. And I was like, that's not true. That's not true. I'm sorry, it's not. So I said to the, I said to the girl, I said... It really depends what you're looking for because some vegan cheeses are better for other things than other vegan cheeses. Like some won't melt very well, some melt better than others. So it depends what you want. But also my advice on it is, number one. The police are here, the vegan police. The vegan police have come to take me away for talking about the cheese. So here's my advice on vegan cheese. Number one, don't use too much to start off with. Don't layer it on the same way you would with dairy cheese because it doesn't taste the same. It doesn't feel the same. I'm sorry to tell you, but it doesn't. But I tell you what it does feel, bloody great that you haven't stolen some milk from a cow who's just given birth and her baby's been ripped away from her. Do you know, I never liked cheese anyway when I was a non-vegan. Yeah, I was never a massive dairy fan. I used to like the plastic cheese, I say in air quotes. And since going vegan, I've eaten more cheese. Yeah, you have for sure. My second bit of advice would be to accept that it's not the same. That's the thing that I said to the girl on Facebook. I said, it depends on the reasons that you're doing this. Because if if you're going vegan because it's a trend... Or because maybe more for your health that you don't really care about the animals. Do you know what? Vegan cheese probably isn't going to hit the spot if you're if you're not that bothered. If you're going vegan for the animals, you will make do with vegan cheese because actually once you get used to it, it tastes better. This is coming from someone who loved cheese. I love cheese. <laughs> I love chocolate. And 
cheese and chocolate, vegan, they don't taste the same, but they taste bloody good. And I feel better about myself because yeah. I'm not contributing to that cruelty. No, exactly. I had a mini win over Christmas. The guy that I work for, one of my good friends, he, when I told him I was going vegan, he had his uh, doubts because some people that he knew had gone vegan before and had reverted back because it was a different lifestyle. And granted, one of these people was a was a, a fitness guy and, you know, he wanted his body a certain way and he, he just found it hard to find the, the proteins and nutrients that he needed to maintain his muscle mass, which is doable, by the way. There, there are people out there that are doing it, but... Look up James Aspie on Instagram just for one. It just... It takes a bit of research and a bit of time, and maybe this this person didn't have that. So he, my my friend, was a bit trepidatious about me doing it. And then he, every time that we talk about going vegan, he tells me how much of a hypocrite he is because he loves animals, he loves dogs, and he he says to me, "I could not kill an animal to eat it." And since I've gone vegan and we've had these conversations, his diet has become less and less meaty. Mm. All he really eats at the moment is a yogurt and a slice of ham that isn't vegan. The rest of his diet is fully vegan. Yeah. And last week he turned around to me and said, I don't, I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't know why I'm doing this. There are vegan yogurts and there's a, a vegan alternative for ham. Mm -hmm. And I don't even like the taste of ham anyway. So, so what was he eating there for? Because it was there. It was his staple routine diet. Corn ham is great, by the way. Corn chicken, the corn chicken slices, wonderful. When you get into a routine, it's hard to break it. And I get that. So he turned around to me and said, I'm going to do a vegan shop. And that to me is a massive win. Well, that's great also because he's done it step by step as well. So when he goes for his vegan shop, it's not going to be completely overwhelming. Whether he goes 100% vegan, I don't know because he, he likes his protein bars. He likes his protein as well. So I've not had that conversation about pea protein or plant-based protein with him yet. But at the moment, if his main shop is vegan. It's win. a win. Yeah, of course. Yeah. it's And it, we keep saying this, but do it all at your own pace. You don't have to go vegan overnight. If you want to take some time and research veganuary and stuff, you don't have to do it now. Give yourself a month to to research it and say, right, on this day, then I'll go vegan. I guess it depends on what kind of person you are. If you're a person who, like me, just wants to jump in and do it, then jump in and do it. Whereas for me, we we came into this journey completely differently because I talked about it for a while. I changed things for a while. And then that day hit after we had the massive binge of dairy the night before. <laughs> And even though we've overexerted ourselves over the Christmas period, I've not felt ill because of food. No, not not really because of food, no. I've not been, I've been full, but I've not been poorly full. Yeah. I've not been tired full. I've just been, oh, that's my limit there. Let's not lie about the gas and the bloat though. The gas and the bloat? The gas and the bloat, when you first go vegan... It, it can take you by surprise. <laughs> I see so many stories now of people doing Veganuary. And <laughs> a lot of them have said, since going vegan, I fart a lot. Yes, you do. Yeah. 
our, I mean, I'm sorry if you come to our house, obviously pre post COVID, I should say, um, there's a lot of farting going on. There's a lot of farting. <laughs> there always was, but there's even more now. <laughs> but, um, Again, it's a small price to pay and your body does calm down after a while. Yeah. It doesn't always feel that way. But yeah, you you get gassy because you're eating more fiber and, and stuff generally than you were before. More fruits, more veg. It all it all just adds up. So basically, veganuary is good. Again, if you're gonna go vegan for January, don't just give up because it's February. See how long you can go. If you like it, yeah, you don't have to go, oh, well, it's February now. I'm just going to eat some cheese. Like, if you like it, keep going. Or if you if going vegan really isn't for you, and I'm sorry, I can't see how it isn't, but if it really, really isn't for you, then make little changes. Yeah. If you like that corn meal instead of a chicken, Buy that. Buy that. If you don't, if you like almond milk in your tea, have almond milk in your tea. If you like Greg's vegan sausage rolls, who doesn't? Who doesn't? Buy them instead of the real ones because, again, every little helps. Exactly. We should get sponsored by Asda. I yeah, I guess so. Asda, fancy it, hun? Is it Asda or is it Tesco? Every little helps. Oh no, that's Tesco, isn't it? Yeah, and I go. To, we go to Tesco, so that yeah, would be so great. Tesco. Tesco, sorry, Asda. I mean, Asda, if you want to, that's fine. Also, I'll pat my bum. But <laughs> Tesco, particularly. Also, could you imagine how proud my dad would be if I was sponsored by Tesco? He You've never met a man in your life that loves Tesco as much as Keith Drysdale. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> he loves it. The lad loves it. The lad. So um, yeah, I think that's. Uh, I think that's the end of this episode. Almost. Is it? How's your mum? How's my mum? We've not mentioned Pam this episode. She's good, thanks. <laughs> Pam, she has to have a, a daily shout out, Pam. <laughs> Keeps her interested. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so that has been this week's episode of the Plant Based Performers Podcast. Please, if you've enjoyed this episode, if you've enjoyed past episodes, Leave us a review and a rating on Apple iTunes because that helps us get noticed and it helps us spread the word around and people can find us a lot easier. Yeah. If you are a vegan performer, if you're a vegetarian performer, and by performer, I mean every sense of that word. It doesn't just have to be actor, singer. It could be any sense. Mm. If you're a vegan artist or in the industry, I say in air quotes, and you've got something to offer, please just get in touch and we'll bring you on the podcast for a chat. Yeah, we'll do a little Zoom and we'll have a chat. So for me... And me... And Oreo... We have been putting veganism back in the spotlight. See you soon. Bye. Thanks for